Today we're going to talk about the a concept of Parsha Zacher, a special Kriya Satoira designated to the mitzvah of remembering Amalek. Why is it so fundamental that we established a new, a separate Kriya for it and even named the Shabbos after it? After Takana from Kriya's Parsha Zacher, this establishment by the Chachamim to lane to make a special reading for Parsha Zacher, lane in Batayra dem Shabbos Farpurim, the Parsha from Zacher that we read in the Torah on the Shabbos before Purim, the Parsha of Zacher, it's Asher Asalacha Amalek, remember that which Amalek did to you. Fereg der Mogen Avram, the Mogen Avram asks the following question. There are various mitzvahs in Torah that we are supposed to remember something. For example, the things that we are supposed to remember and we, we remind ourselves of them in the blessings of Krishna in Avas Oilam and then in Krishna itself. For example, Matan Torah. Maisa Amalek, what happened with Amalek, which is what we're talking about here. Maisa Miriam, the story with Miriam that uh, she became, uh, she had Saras and the Yidin waited for her. Shabbos, Maisa Egel. So we have all of these things and, and more that are meant to be remembered by us on a regular basis. So why is it that specifically when it comes to remembering Amalek, did the Chachamim establish a Kriya, a reading in the Torah, and not by any of the other remembrances where we don't see a special Shabbos for them or a special Kriya for them to be, to be read in the Torah and remembered in that way? Uner for Enfert and Magen Avram answers as Matan Teira Yeslanu Chag Chag Atzeres. For Matan Teira we have Shavuos where we read in the Teira a special reading about Matan Teira and we remember Matan Teira. Who had in Shabbos and the same thing is with Shabbos is that every Shabbos we lay in the Teira a parsha in Teira and there are specific kriyas about Shabbos and then the Shabbos is remembered. Umay Sabiri Umay Seigel Leitik Noom Ipnei Shayyugnusan Shal Yisrael. And with regards to the story of Miriam or the story of the Egel, Chachamim did not establish a special reading for it because it is a derogatory story. We don't want to make a special reading about something that is not a compliment, not in the praise of Eden. And therefore, uh, we don't need a Kriya about them. And that leaves us with Amalek. The Rebbe is now going to say that this answer of the Magan Avram is not a sufficient reason. Because even with uh, with regards to my Samalak, we have the Yamtiv of Purim, which is connected with remembering and eradicating Amalek. So much so that the Kriya Satayra of Purim is about Amalek. Additionally, the fact that Zachir is the Shabbos before Purim. So that we shouldn't preface the action before the remembrance. First you have to remember and then you have to do the action. Which means that Purim is the action item that is that follows the remembrance of Zachar. So Purim is not just connected to Amalek, Purim is connected to Zachar. Why do we need a specific establishment 
to lane, to read in the Torah the remembrance of Amalek. It's not just a Kriya in the Torah. The whole Shabbos is named Shabbos Zacher. If we have the seemingly the same accomplishment with Purim, just like we said with regards to Shavuos. Is there von Mashma? So therefore, since we see that there is a special reading for Zacher and a special Shabbos for Zacher, this tells us, as the Takarna from Parsha Zacher is Nit Narvals is Nitokins Man Meyuchud of Sudarman and Maisa Amalek. The fact that the Chachamim established a reading for Parsha Zacher is not just because there's no other designated time for it. Because there is, there's Purim. Nor Rather, there must be something unique with regards to the remembrance of the story of Amalek. In comparison to the other remembrances, which is why specifically with, with regards to Maisa Amalek, the Chachamim established a special Kriya. And therefore we have to understand this. What is so unique? With regards to the remembrance of Amalek, which does not exist by the other remembrances, which, which is why, which would be the reason why specifically for this remembrance, the remembrance of Amalek, the Chachamim established a specific reason, a specific reading. So that's our question. What is so special about Maisa Amalek that it necessitates its own Shabbos and its own Kriya? And the Rebbe continues to elaborate on the question that seemingly it should be quite the contrary. The other remembrances are more fundamental, more overarching in the conduct of a Yid at all times and in all places. For example, the giving of the Torah is the, is the basis of the entire Torah mitzvah. Shabbos is from the mitzvahs Claudius. Shabbos is one of the cardinal mitzvahs, one of the fundamental mitzvahs of the Torah. And the observance of Shabbos doesn't just affect that day, it affects the all six days of the week. The Shabbos, we know, is the conclusion of the week. Shabbos is also, that Shabbos blesses the, 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 the following week. So it's very, very uh, uh, important. Uli Idach, on the contrary, Maisa Egel, Heipech von Anechi, Heipech von Anechi to the, uh, uh, conversely, Maisa Egel is also very, very fundamental because Maisa Egel was uh, 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 the opposite of the first two Dibres, which, as we know, were the most fundamental of the Aseres Adibres. Um, Believing in Hashem, recognizing Hashem, and not serving idols. After the Chet Egel said that when I remember you for other transgressions, I will be reminded of this transgression of the Chet Egel. So this reminds a year to refrain from any any do, wrongdoing. So it should not bring about that the Avis will, rem, will remember the sin of the Chatehegel. This also includes being careful in the positive mitzvahs. So 
even though it's a negative event, but it, it's very important to remember not to sin and to do positive mitzvahs. When I feel the Miriam was the and even the story of Miriam, which seemingly was an individual, a, a private event, which did not bring uh, uh, results that affected Yidin for generations, is the but there still is something, a lesson that is applicable to every Yid, the importance of not speaking Lashon Hara. Which is from the most severe of all transgressions. As Chazal say that Lashon Hara enhances, it exacerbates the Avedis so that they are on the level of the three cardinal sins of idolatry, adultery, and Murder. Together with that, that is one of the most difficult Averis to actually refrain from. So therefore, we have we have to remember Maisa Miriam to remind us uh, every year and every time and place the, the to be careful of Lashon Hashanah. Mashaikin Shchiras Maisa Malik is a mitzvah pratis, but Shchiras Maisa Malik is seemingly a more individual, non-fundamental mitzvah. Unzi anhalt nit lichaira kein limud varied niden baanagase. And seemingly does not have a lesson for every single yid, and even more so than that, a fundamental lesson. So therefore, why are we uh, lifting up, so to speak, as the most important one, one that needs a Kriya and a special Shabbos for it, if seemingly the other Sikhiris, the other remembrances are more fundamental, more relevant to the Yid on a daily basis. The Tmiya is noch, in them is noch starker, and the question continues. It's stronger. The Tachlis was Chiras Amalek is Mechias Amalek. The purpose of remembering Amalek is in order to eradicate Amalek. As the Patsukim continue, when you have peace, when the Avisa will bring peace from your enemies that are around you, you will obliterate the remembrance of Amalek. When we did Rambam is Dosmazer, and Rambam in Sefer Amitzvah explains, Hashem commanded us to remember that which Amalek did to us, and to hate him, at every time, and through speaking about it, to awaken the souls, to, to, to fight against Amalek. So we see that the Zohar, is in order to fight against Amalek. And since in today's day, it is not possible to fulfill, to implement this mitzvah of eradicating Amalek in Actuality by Aleph Mitzvah Shchichin Samalek is Norben Eden Zanal Ad Masam. Number one, the Mitzvah of eradicating Amalek is only applicable when Yidden are living in their land, on their land. Unin Amatzef Omenucha Behoniach Hashem Lekechalacha Mikol Oyevach Amisav Ve'Boritz. In a state of of peace, when Hashem will bring peace to us from all of the enemies that are around us. So, and we do not have that today. Number two, even if we would have these conditions, that we were in a state of menucha, living 
as a people in Eretz Yisrael. It's still not possible to implement the eradication of Amalek. Sancheirev came and confused the world, which means to say he moved around the inhabitants from various different nations and countries into other nations and countries so that nobody should have a homeland, so that nobody should know where they came from. And now halachically, if, if one, one thing is, is uh, separated from everything else, we say it's separated from the majority. And the majority of people are not from Amalek. So when they're in their, when, if they would be in their own land, in their own space, then you, then you know where they are. It's not called a parish because they're there in their space and therefore rave of them are Amalek. But once Sancheirev came and moved around the world, now if you pick up a person, you don't know if he's Amalek or not. And even if you, you, you might know their lineage, it still goes under the category of called a parish, parish, which means that this person is, is, is separated. He's coming from the majority and the majority of people today are not Amalek. So therefore you can't, uh, uh, eradicate the people if you don't know where they are and each individual is considered an independent person. Kumtois. Which would mean that the idea of remembering Amalek, since the whole purpose of remembering Amalek is to eradicate Amalek, but if you can't eradicate Amalek, then, then, then the remembrance of Amalek is not so practical. It doesn't have a practical application. And this brings our question even stronger that despite the fact that we cannot actually eradicate Amalek, we still, the Chachamim still established a special Kriya, special reading, and a special Shabbos for Parsha Zacher. So Sif Gimel begins the answer, but as we often do, we start the we start the answer with another question, and the, the Siv and the Siv Gimel is going to talk about the fact that there's two separate mitzvahs, zichira samolik and mechira samolik. Even though we said that the purpose of zichira of remembering amolik is to eradicate amolik, nevertheless we're going to see that the remembrance of amolik and the eradication of amolik are two separate mitzvahs. So be able to explain this, we're able to understand this by first explaining what is the mitzvah of remembering Amalek. Since the purpose of remembering Amalek is to eradicate Amalek, as mentioned above, specifically in the name of the Rambam, in the beginning of Siv Beis, and in the name of, of, of the Psukim, we have to understand Okay, I'm sorry, I ran back. Since the purpose of remember, well, in other words, the Sif base, the question was why make a a a kriya miyuchedes and a shabbos miyuchedes? Why make a whole kriya out of it and a whole shabbos out of it? In Sif Gimel, he's asking a more fundamental question: Why do we even need this mitzvah in the first place if we cannot? If, if, if we cannot implement the outcome, which is Mechiyas Amalek. 
Why do we need in the first place, even if we were able to do Mechias Molik? Why do we need a mitzvah, a specific mitzvah, to remember Amalek in order to awaken the people through speaking? Uh, to, to fight against the Malik when it says, Why is the commandment to uh, eradicate a Malik not enough? We're saying, yeah, we have a mitzvah to eradicate a Malik. They have a mitzvah to remember a Malik in order to eradicate. Why, 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 why do we need the first step? Similar to the commandment that no none of the seven nations should be left alive. We don't find that the Abishter says gives a specific commandment to remember the, the deeds, the, the wrongdoings of the seven nations, so that way we should be awakened and inspired to go to war against them. The mitzvah is to eradicate. The seven nations. That's the mitzvah. So if the mitzvah is to eradicate Amalek, why do we need a separate mitzvah to remember Amalek in order to eradicate Amalek? So from this, the fact that there's a special mitzvah of Zechiras Amalek, this, from this we can derive, as Ha'afal Piyaz, the Tachas from Zechiras Amalek is Mechias Amalek, that even though the purpose of remembering Amalek is the eradication of Amalek, but there's something else that is being accomplished by just remembering Amalek unrelated to the eradication of Amalek. Which is why we're going to find in the Rambam and in other codifiers that the mitzvah of remembering Amalek and the mitzvah of eradicating Amalek are two separate mitzvahs with two separate sets of ramifications. When it comes to the eradication of Amalek, is a mitzvah is an obligation on the people. Where some days, some opinions say that the mitzvah lies upon the king of the people. And the mitzvah of remembering Amalek, sorry, of, of destroying Amalek, comes with various different conditions. For example, For example, it can only happen after the Yidden enter into Israel and other conditions. However, the remembrance of Amalek is on every individual specifically. Un is a mitzvah tmidis and is a constant mitzvah. in all times and all places. So now that we see that the two separate things, now that ever adds to this and the what and that which is accomplished through remembering Amalek is an Indian Kloli and Gans Teda, is something fundamental to the entire Teda. Which is more fundamental than any of the other remembrance, as we will conclude in Siv Zayin. And this is why, as uh, this is why Amalek needs to have its own mitzvah, and ultimately we're going to see that it needs to have its own Kriya and its own Shabbos. So to summarize, in Siv Gimel, the Rebbe explained to us that Zechira Samalek, although the purpose of Zechira is in order to bring to Mechia Samalek, to the eradication of Amalek, nevertheless, there is something fundamental, there's something unique about Zechira Samalek, that is its own mitzvah, 
and we're going to, and, and therefore taka in the in the codification of the mitzvahs, zichidus amalek is its own mitzvah, it's not just a hachana, but it's its a preparation, but it's its own mitzvah. And as we're going to see in the in the, in the continuation of the sicha, the remembrance of amalek is very very fundamental to a yid's life and a yid's fulfillment of teira umitzvahs. Their beer and them. We begin this beer and see if dalit. The idea of Amalek is someone who knows his creator, knows his master, and deliberately rebels against him. And therefore, before a Yid could fulfill the mitzvah of eradicating Amalek, on a literal sense, the Yid must first uh, address the fact that within himself there should be no amolik. There should be no aspect, no element of, of deliberately rebelling against Hashem. I feel and Sivav is going to explain that there is there is rebelling against Hashem in a literal sense, and then there's rebelling against Hashem in a more refined sense, both of which are an outcome of Amalek, and both of which must be addressed before a yid can go about to destroy Amalek in a literal sense. And this is the purpose, this is the, the, the inner meaning of the, the mitzvah of remembering Amalek. It's not just a remembrance that is meant to bring about the, the, uh, an action item following that. For example, the war and against Amalek and the eradication of Amalek in a literal sense. Or that by remembering Amalek, it should bring us to refrain from a negative uh, conduct. For example, the remembrance of the story of Miriam, which is intended to uh, remind us to refrain from speaking Lashon Hara. So, uh, in other words, the Chiras Amalek is not just a precursor to something else, to an action item that follows it. The remembrance of Amalek, it accomplishes the eradication of the Amalek within the heart, within the person himself. Now that we know that there is the concept of Amalek within a person, Amalek was, in, in a basic sense, Amalek was this nation that came to the Eden and the first one that had the audacity to stand up, to rise up against the Eden after, after Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. But it, within each person there is a, an Amalek, which is the part of the person that knowing Hashem and then deliberately goes to rebel against Hashem. Everyone has that within themselves. And to remember Amalek means to eradicate that from within the person. From within the person themselves to get rid of this It's possible that a Yid should have an Amalek within himself. Which wants to cause him to rebel against his master. But if he has the proper remembrance of Amalek, this accomplishes the, the eradication and the destruction of Amalek that's within himself. It uproots and 
erases, eradicates any leaning towards of rebelling against Hashem despite knowing who he is or what he is. So now we've discovered a whole new element to Shiras Amalek. Shiras Amalek, the purpose of Shiras Amalek is, is not just to lead to Mechias Amalek Kipshutai, but to eradicate and subdue the Amalek that's within the person. Now we'll understand why this remembrance is connected with the reading in the Teira. Because the Teira is, is in charge of the reality of the world. For example, the, the, uh, the, the known teachings of Chazal and the Pasuk Lokel Gemer Aloi. The order refers to a Gemara in Yerushalmi, where in very short, the Gemara over there is talking about the power of, of, of edus, of witnesses. The witnesses are told that when they, when they testify in Bezdin, they should know the ramifications of their testimony. And the Gemara brings over there a, a, a point that if, that if a, a, a girl a, a, under the age of, of three loses her virginity, then when she turns three, the virginity comes back. It grows back because, uh, because of her age. So the Gemara over there says that if it comes, there's an event that happens at the very end of Chedesh Adar, and now the Chachamim are Ma'aberes HaChedesh. So if they extend to another Adar, then the event that happened, she was not yet three. So then... Her, her virginity, her besulis, uh, return, or, uh, grow back. And if they are not ma'aber es which then it'll turn out that she's already three, then her virginity does not come back. So we see that something that is a physical event in a person's body is affected by the decision of Bezdin. If Bezdin decides that, it, that, that, they are, that the, there's another other to extend Chedesh other, then there's one outcome. And if Bezdin decides to not extend Chedesh other and to go straight into Chedesh Nisan, then there's another outcome, implying that the physical events in this world are affected by the decisions of Bezdin. So we, and, and the Gemara over there says that 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 when we that when Torah decides something, it has an effect on the world. So there under far through them was me far bin zechiras amalek mit kiliyas ater. So when we combine the remembrance of amalek with a reading in the Torah, veritas azikarim was tutuf mechias amalek shiv nefesh. It has the power of Torah to impact the person himself to get rid of the amalek within through the power of Torah and of reading about it of leaning it in the Torah. In sifay, the Rebbe is going to continue to. Focus on this uftu of the Torah, the power of a de'iraisa over a de'rabbanon, of a mitzvah that is in the Torah versus a mitzvah that was established by the sages. Because now that we just, now that we said that through the reason that there's a kriya about Torah is because it gives us the keach to change something in elam hazeh in this world and in the person. We 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 are going to elaborate on this idea because. We know that Parsha Zacher is a mitzvah de Eraisa, according to most opinions. This is an explanation why, according to most opinions, Zacher 
is midairaisa because, as we're going to see in a moment, the power of the, uh, of a deiraisa is much stronger than the power of a derabanan. From the iluyim in mitzvahs deiraisa, the guy mitzvahs derabanan. From the advantages of a mitzvah minatoira, of a biblical mitzvah, over a mitzvah that was established by the sages, is was mitzvahs deiraisa habilashtarkere paula af un invelt. A mitzvah deiraisa has a stronger impact on and in the world. As it is known, as the Achreinim, the later sages uh, elaborate, as they distinguish, as the Surah de Eraisa and an Isr Chefza, that something that is Asr de Eraisa is an Isr on the Chefza, on the object. The Zachar, the Dover of the thing itself, becomes something abhorrent, like, uh, like, a, like a Chazer. We, we go and say those words, you say, it's a Dover it's so, it's so, it's not just forbidden for the person to eat, it also, it itself becomes abhorrent to us. Whereas, uh, is, according to various opinions, an Isra on the person. The Chachamim place a prohibition on the person to engage in this or that or the other. But the object itself does not change just because the Chachamim uh, prohibited it. And then he's, go- he's going to explain in the next couple of par- next uh, two, three paragraphs that even, even the advantages of the Dirabanon are also only really Gavra based. They're also really about the person, not about the, the objects of the world. And the fact that the mitzvahs de Rabbanon have an advantage over the mitzvahs de Raisa, over biblical mitzvahs. As we know, Chazal teaches Hashem says that the words of the, the sages are more enjoyable to me than the words of Gavra. It primarily affects the individual person. Because in the mitzvahs that the Rabbanan, that the sages added on to the Torah, it, 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 it expresses the enjoyment and the desire of a Yid to serve Hashem. So much so that the Yid asks, asks of Hashem, give us decrees. And he doesn't suffice with that which the Abishter gave him. He then adds on more. Other or makes fences, buffers to the Torah and to the decrees of the sages to guarantee the fulfillment of the decrees. So all of these extras that are added on by the Chachamim are all to enhance the person's uh, 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 feeling as a servant of Hashem. So it's again, it's about the Gavra. To to add another detail here in the differentiation between the Iraisa and the Rabbonon, where even though there's an advantage to a Dirabonon, nevertheless, we're going to see that when it comes to the Gavra versus the Chevtza, the advantage is in the Iraisa. Since they impact the world on a, in a greater sense. 
is bazenit as a kentikas mis bekayim the mitzvah blaze mitzatzivah kadosh baruch hu. It's not so obvious that it's being done solely because it is the commandment of Hashem. Because the result, the outcome, the gain of the mitzvah covers over the fact that we're doing this Hashem says so. When you have a, when a mitzvah has a benefit, the fact that it impacts the world, that one sees that the reason the, the mitzvah is being done is for its impact. Not so much that it's being done because it's the commandment of Hashem. When it comes to the mitzvah, where the impact of the mitzvah, the effect of the mitzvah is not so intense, this affects, this expresses, sorry, that the fact that he is doing the mitzvah need not because he's accomplishing great things in the world, nor is an evad Hashem. Rather, the reason why he's doing this is because he is a servant of Hashem that is fulfilling the will and the commandment of the king. So, when you have less of an impact on the world, which is Mitzvah Derabonon, there, there is an advantage. That the fact that you see that the reason why the person is doing it is because he's doing it to serve Hashem. But of but if you go back to the Chavza, these two points, the one point was the Bechlal, it's the, that the person is asking to be an Eved Hashem, and the fact that because the mitzvah is not pale on the world, therefore it highlights the fact that it's being done for the Kabbalah's oil, which are the advantages of mitzvah Abanon. This is only in the person. But when you come back to the Chavza, to the impact of the mitzvahs on the world, is Adir Abba Mitzvahs, they rise up and them Koyach Ateire to Bavirkin the Chavza, Mitzvahs von Welt, that the mitzvahs that are Ereisa, that are biblical, have the power of Teire to impact the actual existence of the world. In an Eifenbos is Nitobe Mitzvahs that are Canal in a manner that is not does not exist by mitzvahs that are Dirabonon. Because of the power of the Torah to impact the Chavza, the object of the world. Not only did we establish a Kriya, a reading for Parsha Zacher, but it's a Mitzvah Zacher. By reading it in the Torah, this gives the power to... To the person that through remembering Amalek, it can actually accomplish the eradication of Amalek. And in this case, what we're talking about the, the Amalek Sheba Adam, the, the Amalek that's within the person that, he's, that he is eradicating through the Kriya of Parsha Zacher by making it a Bissesim and it gives him an extra Kriya to accomplish that. In Sivav, the Rebbe is going to explain the idea of Schiras Amolek Bedakos. In other words, we, we explained why Schiras Amolek is so important. Because Schiras Amolek, the remembrance of Amolek, is meant to accomplish the eradication of Amolek Shebenafshoi, the Amolek that's within the person. And if one's going to say, you know, that not everyone has 
a real Amalek Benavshay, not every person is Yudeas, they're limited by on a literal sense, deliberately rebelling against Hashem. So in Sivav, as it was alluded to in the beginning of Siv Dalid, in Sivav, the Rebbe is going to explain that there is a Malik Bedakus that has to be gotten rid of, and that is more common by every Yid. Since we know that remembering a is a constant mitzvah, something it's understood, this is something that each and every individual has to address constantly at all times. Even though it is no room to say that a yid has to constantly address himself, not being literally a person that knows Hashem, knows his master, and deliberately rebels against him. That that that's that's not uh, Possible to say that every single yid is always in a state of However, a person has to constantly address, be careful about the idea of a malik in a refined sense. Especially since if the amalik bedakos, if the more refined version of a malik is not addressed, then this could lead to the actual literal someone who would rebel against Hashem. So what is the idea of a Malik Bedakos? How do you, what is this concept? The Habiur, here is the explanation. The end of, of Parashas B'Shalach where it speaks about remembering a Malik to, to eradicate a Malik. It says, Kiyod Al-Kais Milcham Al-Hashem Ba'Malik. That this, that, that, which literally this means that the Abishter is lifting his hand, he's swearing over his chair, over his kise, over his throne, that he will forever fight against Amalek. But if you see, first of all, the word case, which in this, this tight throne is missing an aleph. It says case, not kise. And this name of Hashem, Yud K, is missing the rest of it. Say that the Abishter's name is not complete and the Abishter's throne is incomplete until the name of Amalek is eradicated. Because when Amalek is Kayom, is the shame that As long as Amalek exists, the name of Hashem is not complete. You only have the Yud K. Amalek is Menaget after Asis Vav K. Amalek battles against Amalek, fights against the letters Vav K. So as long as Amalek exists, the Vav K is missing, you only have the Yud K. This doesn't really make sense. And since Amalek is, is intending to rebel against Hashem himself, is my time, so why Aleph number one? Why is he fighting against the completion of Hashem's name and not, not fighting against the whole name? Why, does he, why is he only on the Vav K? Why doesn't he fight against the whole name of Hashem? If he's going to fight on part of the name, why doesn't he fight against Yud K, which is higher? Why does he fight specifically against the Vav K? When you have the, the Yud K, Yud K is also one of Hashem's names. It's not the name Yud K Vav K, but it's still a name. So if the if Amalek is trying to fight against the names, then if he doesn't fight against the Yud K, he leaves the name. 
a smaller name, it's a different name, but it's a name. So what does it really mean that that that, that Amalek is menaged on the Vav K? Amalek is menaged on the Shlemus of Shem Avaya, on the completion of the name of Avaya, and not on the name, and not, and not on every aspect of name of the name of Avaya. The beer bazaar, this is the beer. The impact of the four Asius, the four letters of the Abishar's name, on a Yid, as they exist in the person's Nefesh. Adam Elian, an Adam, a person is similar to the Abishar. Bitsalmeinu, we were created in the image of Hashem, which as we know, Hasidus explains that just like in the Eser Sfiris, our Lamaila above, there are ten Sfiris, so too in a person, there's Eser Keiches and Nefesh, there's ten Keiches, there's ten faculties. So, how do the four letters of Hashem's name break themselves down? How are they broken down into these uh, 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 ten Keiches of the person? It's a sign as follows. Yud, hey, Chachma, Bina, Seichel. The first, the Yud and the hey of the Abish's name represent Chachma, Bina. Yud is Chachma, hey is Bina. You know, Chachma is a dot. It's a, just a, 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 a breakthrough. Hey is Erech Verechev. Hey is uh, length and breadth, which is Bina. Vav is Midas, Shebelev. Vav refers to the Midas and Torah. In the, in, if you break it down, Torah and Mitzvahs. So hey is Dibarumaisa and Mitzvahs. So Vav is Midas, and hey is Dibarumaisa. And uh, Vav is Tera, and hey is Mitzvahs. Ikim Elchemes Amolek is of them inyifam peil mamish. Amolek, the battle of Amolek is on the practical implementation of our lives. Afmechin aleim chines yudkei zanita zeminagit. Amolek is not fighting against Yudke, which is the meichim, which is the intellect aspect of the person. It doesn't bother him the fact that someone understands, intellectually appreciates godliness. What Amalek wants is that the knowledge, the intellectual understanding should not lead to the Midas, to the emotional attributes, which bring to the practical application and implementation in thought, speech, and action. On the contrary, when you have the Vavke, the Yudke, when you have the Seichel, when you have the Meichid, the, 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 and you don't have the the mice of a pile, that is the greatest rebellion. The most frightening rebellion. And that's what Amalek wants. He wants you to know, and yet not to to, to uh, impact. This is what Chazal say about Amalek, he knows. And he has a knowledge about the Ebishter. Nevertheless, he intends, he deliberately rebels against Ebishter. Because this knowledge that he has does not impact his midos and his machshava divinaisa's thought, speech, and action. That this aspect of Amalek, that his knowledge of Hashem, does not lead to acceptance of the yoke of Hashem, 
meaning to say to 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 do the right things that Hashem wants. Al kopanim later yediyev as kabbalas elus machriach teiro mitzvus. At least to have enough kabbalas oil commensurate to the knowledge that he has. And because the, the purpose of Kabbalah's oil is to lead to Tero Mitzvahs, and if you're lacking in Kabbalah's oil, then it means that you are rebelling against the Eivishter. And this is something that every single person has to be concerned about. Because on every level, and every layer of serving Hashem and knowledge of Hashem, can zayin an or tafaratos in the minyan eifan akabalasel. The person could could be mistaken with the application of what he knows and how much kabbalas oil he has based on how much knowledge he has. One example of this might be the story of the meraglim. The meraglim. They didn't want to go into Eretz Yisrael the way the Rebbe explains this in various places because they didn't want to uh, engage in the physical world. They wanted to stay uh, uh, in the safety of the Anani covered of the clouds of glory uh, 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 surrounded by the spirituality that was provided for them in the Midbar. Which means they had a Yedeya, they had the knowledge of Hashem, they learned the Abishra's Teira, but yet when it came to uh, 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 implementing what they've learned by going into Eretz Yisrael and impacting the physical world, they weren't ready to do this. Which is an example of the the uh, the barrier between the knowledge of Hashem and the Kabbalah's oil and accepting the yoke of Hashem and implementing what Hashem wants of us in practical action. Even though uh, in Haaretz 66, the Rebbe says Lahoyer, which implies that in the Sicha over there, which we learned, I think, last year, maybe two years ago, um, uh, uh, Talmud and Maisa and the relationship between learning Torah and the Maisa, God will Talmud, maybe the Maisa, what it means, it was a beautiful sikha that we learned then, and technically it's not mamish, the uh, the exact same thing as over here, but I'm just bringing it up as an example of where you see a a, a, uh, uh, a, a, a barrier between knowing and doing. So, what we're learning in Se'ivav is that even if a person is not in a matzav of Yudeus, in a literal sense, he's not rebelling against Hashem in the literal sense of the word, nevertheless, a person might have it might have it bedakos, which means that there is some sort of blockage between what he knows and what he does, and therefore a person has to do zechiras amalek at all times, at all places, in order to get to, to get rid of the Amalek Shabinavshay, that there should be a, a a direct conduit between what he knows and what he does, between his knowledge and his Kabbalah's oil, which is Kabbalah's oil leads to Maisabapai. In Siv Zion, the Rebbe is going to add to this, and this is why Maisa Amalek, the story of Amalek actually happened before Matantaira, because this concept of getting rid of the Amalek Shabinavshay is actually a very important foundation and preface to receiving the Torah and to the fulfillment of the Torah. This will also explain to us why the battle against Amalek took place on the way out of Mitzrayim even before Matan Torah. Everything is It's understood that the fact that the actual, the literal, physical war with Amalek took place before Matan Teira is
is because the spiritual version of Amalek is battling against to not allow the uh, the Matan Teira and the uniqueness of Matan Teira that was introduced to the world. The roof of Matan Teira is as Teira Leba Shemaimi. The whole purpose, the whole accomplishment of Matan Teira is that Teira should not remain in the heavens. It should remain a spiritual endeavor. Rather, the Teira has to come down into this world to actually learn the Teira, to actually fulfill the mitzvahs. And as we know, quite the contrary, that the most important part of Teda is the action, the deed. But thus is given Tainas Malachim. This was the argument of the Malachim. Chamudu Gnuzo, you have this precious hidden treasure. To place your glory on the heavens. Since Teda is the ultimate spiritual, uh, lofty concept, Darfter Artfun the place of where it's given. See, Darfki Gavin Gvedin, Allah Shemaim, it should be given in the place of spirituality in heaven. Which is higher than the most spiritual aspect of the physical world, namely the person's intellect. You, you, you're looking for a, a, a lofty, sublime place for Teda? Why, why send it to Seichel Adam? Send it to the heavens. This is the argument of the Malachan. But when we break the concept of Amalek, as from Meyach, that from Meyach, from, from the mind, you could draw it down into practical action. Then you have the complete name of Hashem, also the Vav K, which is, as we said before, the Midis, with this you can break the argument of the Malachim to place your glory onto the heavens. Because the Teda could be given into this world as long as the Teda is removed. As long as you have a Malik's plan where the Teda remains in the spiritual realms, then the Teda belongs in Shamayim. But once you overcome the Amalek, and the Teda is able to have its impact on this world, then there's no time of the Malachim, because the whole purpose of Teda is to impact this world. And with this, now that we, we've gone through this, even though technically you probably already understand this to a certain degree, but the Rebbe now concludes by going back to the beginning of the Sicha. Why is Chidas Amalek so important, the remembrance of Amalek so important, more than all the other remembrances, now that we see how fundamental it is to the person, to the being able to do Teirah Mitzvahs, and even to the whole concept of Matan Teirah, we now understand why Chidas Amalek is so important. Thus, the Zichmavar Gedele Inyif Chidas Amalek, this explains the greatness, the importance of remembering Amalek, versus Nachman Negev, the Andres Chiris, even more important than the other remembrances, Kinal Sifalif. Because the remembrance of Amalek is an introduction, is a preface, is a foundation, and a condition to the whole idea of giving the Teda. Before a Yid could receive the Teda, he first has to. Uh, eradicate Amalek, which is trying to stop. The, uh, the the continuation of moyach of the intellect into the midos and into practical action. So if you don't have the bitla molik, then the terror remains in your head and it never it never has its, its practical application and implementation. And through doing this chidas amalek in golos, which is as we said before, he can't actually 
destroy Amalek in today's day and age, but what we could do is destroy the Amalek that's within the person. We hasten the ability to fulfill the mitzvah of eradicating Amalek in a literal sense, in the entire world, and in the physical world. They will come to a point where there will be the appointment of a king, the king Mashiach, who will be able to identify and clarify who is Amalek even after Sanchev confused everything up. And then this Malka Mashiach, this Melech Mashiach, will battle the wars of Hashem, including the war against the Malik, and he will be victorious. And then he will build the base which then the bias is shalim, the Abish's home is complete, and the Kisa is shalim, the Abish's throne is complete, and may this be, be of your speedily nowadays.